We're going to cross over live to our Honorable Ustad Hazrat Alamatul Fadila to Sheikh Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafizahullah, being the 29th of Jumad al Ukhra, 1440. I just asked Haji Abu Yusuf, what's the exact time there in Mauritius? He says, Molana Angazi, I don't know. So let's cross over to our beloved Ustad. We don't know where he is in Mauritius, which place he's in Mauritius. So Ustad, inshallah, is going to tell us early this morning to all the listeners out there. Ustad, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم وعرفات جزاك الله خير our brothers Junikan and Riyaz Hussain the time now in Mauritius is seven minutes to seven we're two hours ahead of South Africa بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Today our focus is on Surah Al-Jathiyah, chapter number 45, and this surah and chapter was revealed in Makkah Mukarramah, and it consists of 37 ayats and verses. Almighty Allah tells us and informs us in this chapter, ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاكَ عَلَىٰ شَرِيْئَةٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْرِ فَاتَّبِئْهَا We have made you, O Mustafa, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on a shari'a. Shari'a means a path that is a path of success. And you have to follow it immaculately. وَلَا تَتَّبِئْ أَهْوَاءَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Do not follow the desires of those people who know not. This is what the world is experiencing today. Today, people, instead of becoming Abdullah, the true slaves and servants of Allah, we have become Abdullah Hawa. We have become slaves of our woman's fancies and desires. Therefore, we have relegated and debased ourselves from the lofty rank which Almighty Allah created this human being. And that is when he suppresses his desires. He fights the Satan and his cronies. Then Almighty Allah elevates him to the rank of greater than angels and malaika. And the same human being, when he becomes the slave of his woman's fancies and base desires, then he has relegated himself and becomes the worst of creation. So we find various verses in the Noble Quran. They are like animals, nay, they even worse than animals. And we can see that today the crimes committed by human beings, and that is what's happening. All Allah teaches us. Have you seen that person who has made his desires his God, and he worships his desires? The knowledge the person possesses still Allah Ta'ala let him go astray. Allah Ta'ala seals his faculty of hearing and his heart of understanding and a veil is put on his sight and vision, meaning he will know the worldly things but the religious and spiritual things that will not make sense to him. The only thing that will make sense to him is the rains and the cents and the dollar and the pennies. So that is what makes sense to him. So this is the short-sightedness of today's modern human being. Almighty Allah tells us why the surah and chapter is called Jathiyah. 
On that day, the day of justice, every nation will be kneeling and they'll be pleading. Every Ummah nation people will be called to their book of deeds. And they will be rewarded accordingly or they will be punished according to their crimes. All Matyallah states, This book of deeds of yours will also speak, and there will be no propaganda, no addition, no omission. We have transcribed and recorded everything of your actions. So the documentary proof is there. The land and the sand will speak. The lambs will speak. Everything will speak. The human being, if he enters paradise and Jannah, it is fadlan wa rahmatan min Allah, the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah. If he enters Jahannam and the hellfire, he himself will admit and confess, yes, he is guilty. There are no mitigating circumstances. So that is the short-sightedness of human being today. وَقِيلَ الْيَوْمَ نَنْسَاكُمْ كَمَا نَسِيتُمْ لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا it will be told to that person, today we abandon you. How you abandon meeting the day of Qiyamah, the day of justice, meeting all Allah. The person was not interested. He said, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, that these are fairy tales. And today when he sees the reality, now there is no assistance for him. And remember the resting place is the fire and Jahannam. وَمَا لَكُمْ مِنْ نَاصِرِينَ there is none to assist and help him. Remember, majesty, grandeur, and authority, sovereignty belongs solely, only, exclusively to all Allah in the heavens, in the earth, everywhere. Alhamdulillah, we left South Africa. We arrived here in Mauritius safely with the help and mercy of all Allah. Mufti Huzaifa, brother Abdul Alim and his family were waiting for us. So we came here to our host, Dr. Abdullah Hussein, Sister Amina. They are our very, very good friends and family, mashallah, for many, many years now. And mashallah, this morning we had a program in the masjid where Mufti Huzaifa is. And that is the Dawat Islamiyah Masjid. Tonight after Isha, our program is there. And Jummah will be with Qari Salim Sidat, is the Merkaz Masjid. And tomorrow night in the Jummah Masjid in Qubib, inshallah. So that is our programs here in Mauritius. Alhamdulillah, Mauritius is very, very beautiful. 1.3 million people. Muslims about quarter million, about 15-17% of the population. And mashallah, more than 300 masajid. And it is tropical climate the whole night where to sleep with the aircon because nighttime also is 25-27 degrees and daytime much more obviously. So mashallah, the Muslims are enjoying good health, good wealth, good conditions here. May Allah protect all of us and protect all of them. So now the time here in Mauritius is exactly 7 o'clock and there by you is 5 o'clock more Arafat. So inshallah I think that we can continue with the Q&A and tomorrow inshallah we will do the same. However, Ummah and Muslima, three, four things we should know. Today is the 29th of Jumad al-Ukhra in Mauritius and South Africa. 
Hence, tonight we should scan the sky, and inshallah, the new moon and crescent is sighted, and say, Allahu Akbar, Hilalu Khairin wa Rushdin. Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, make this new moon and crescent, and this month of Rajab, a month of Khair and goodness, wa Rushdin and righteousness. Similarly, once it is confirmed, the month of Rajab has started, read the following dua. Allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa shaban wa balighna ramadan. And inshallah Sunday our program will be after Fajr with Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haqsab, Hazrat Mohana Shabir Saluji Sab in the Waterloo Masjid in Kenwan. And inshallah before Zohar 11 to 1 there is another program with Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haqsab, Mawlana Ihsan, Fortune and myself. And inshallah 2 to 4 will be Q&A. And after Maghrib will be the program with more Dawood Simpson is Masjid Sabar. So these are the lineup for the Cape Town programs, inshallah. Make dua for us and the Ummah at large. Barakallahu feekum. One minute after five South African time. One minute, I think, after seven. Am I right, Ustad? In Mauritius. Correct, correct. I mean, I mean, I mean. Uh, Ustad, let's begin, inshallah. Of course, we go to this is in Abu Dhabi. Uh, brother Zahir wants to know, is our beloved Prophet Muhammad Mustafa Janab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alive in the qabr, in his qabr, Ustad? Almighty Allah Jalla wa informs us in the noble Quran, وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ amwat. Don't say for those people who were martyred in the path of Allah that they are dead. بَلْ أَحْيَاهُ but they alive, tashurun. But you cannot perceive and comprehend and understand it. Now, what is the rank of a Nabi? And Mustafa was, he will always be the most beloved, the most precious to all Allah in the entire universe and creation. So much, much greater. So therefore, we the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe. They definitely remember Ambiyali Musallatu Salam and Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam remember all are alive in their graves and the authentic hadith remember in Ibn Majah where in Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that in al arda la ta'kulu adsad al-anbiya that you must remember that the land and the sand does not devour the Mubarak blessed bodies of the Ambiyali Musallatu Salam. If you want a reference of the verse that I mentioned, it is Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse number 154. And they all, Matyallah Jalla speaks about the Shuhada being alive. So yes, all the Ambiyali Musallatu Salam are alive in the Mubarak graves, and the land and sand does not devour their bodies, and it remains intact. And that is the karam and the virtue which all Allah bestows upon the Mubarak Blessed Anbiya, alayhi salatu salam, who are selected by Allah Jalla Wala and not elected by people. Ustad, while performing wudu, is it necessary that water is poured on the lips as well? If some part of the lips remain... once you perform wudu, you wash your face and so forth, the water will go definitely to your lips. And if you're performing the proper wudu, sunnah wudu, then once you goggle your mouth, then automatically the water will reach there. So that is sufficient. You don't have to now waste water and take water and put five times, three times and all that on your lip. Automatically that will happen. Who said, brother, uh, Nadim wants to know, I used to trim my beard. 
Is this all right, Ustad? Remember that in Islam, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that we must lengthen the beard, as mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, wafirul liha and wafu shawarib, and the mustache must be trimmed and the beard must be lengthened. And remember, the malaika, the angels, they make du'a for the men who lengthen their beards and the women who keep the long, long hair. Subhana man zayyana rijal balliha wan nisab izawaib. This is the tasbih and the glorification which the malaika read. Subhana everlasting glory be to Allah. Man zayyana rijal who has beautified and adorned men with beards and nisa the women with long, long hair. As long as their hair grows, mashallah, they should try and lengthen it. So in Islam, for a man to trim his beard, shave beard, or for a woman to cut her hair, all this would be considered as not permissible. Ustad, we go to Brother Marvin from Lakefield in Sister Natasha. They want to know that uh, they confuse. They want to know that who are the friends of God? Ustad. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla has mentioned this in the Noble Quran. Allah, inna awliya Allah la khawfun alayhim wala hum yahzanun. That behold and remember, inna awliya Allah, that the people who are the friends of Almighty Allah, la khawfun alayhim, for them there is no fear regarding the future and there is no sadness regarding the past. So that is the great tidings that Almighty Allah has mentioned. Now the question arises, who indeed are these people? Almighty Allah has already defined it himself and said, Alladheena amanu faqanu yattakun. They are those people that who have true faith and iman, they believe in Islam, and from the bottom of their heart they believe in it. They have absolutely no doubt and skepticism and they follow a life of taqwa and true piety, and they are the people whom Almighty Allah Jalla has blessed. So Almighty Allah has mentioned all this in the Noble Qur'an, and if you want a reference of this, Brother Marvin, then you will find it in Chapter 10, Surah Yunus, verse number 61, 62, 63. So all that 62 and 63, 64. So chapter 10, verses 62, 63, 64. And all Allah states, لَهُمُ الْبُشْرَى فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ For them is great tidings in this worldly life and in the year after. There they will speak, the angels will come and speak to them before death and give them the great tidings that for you وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُعَدُونَ to become a pious person, to become a man who is a special servant of Almighty Allah. We must have faith in Iman, in Islam, and we must stay away from all those things that are unlawful and haram, whether it is wine, whether it is swine, whether it is boyfriend, girlfriend, drugs, all these type of things, and interest usually. So we need to lead a pure and a chaste life. And then you see the mercy of Almighty Allah descending on that person. You know, Brother Marvin, I'm not sure what profession you are, but I, by your age and your wife, Natasha, by your age, I'm sure you know this term. When I was a very young boy, and my father used to tell us, he passed away in 1982, Allah give him genital fit, those paradise, the highest stages. 
So when the customers used to come, and I was five, six, seven years old, and they would buy, you know, in the shop over 100 rand, 200 rand, this is 50, 60, 55 years ago. So we find that we used to say, give them basela. So that's the term we used to use, basela. Mm-hmm. Basela means a bonus. So give them a pair of socks or a handkerchief. So whatever we enjoy in this world is just a bonus. So this honor, this dignity, this health, this world, business, everything is just a bonus. The optimum and maximum reward the person will receive in the year after. Everlasting joy, bliss, prosperity, seeing all Maitya Allah, Jalla the Supreme Being. And the announcement made, La Ashatu Alaikum Abada, I will never be displeased with you again. So that is the aim of the true people who are the pious people. Hmm. Subhanallah. Ustad, someone is asking, Mufti Sab, is your salah correct if there is a bed in front of you when making namaz and um, someone is lying down on that bed? Our mother, Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala, anha states, Ana mu'taridatun ka'tiradil janaza, Mustafa Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, performing tahajjud salat in the hujra mubaraka in the house. And Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha, radiallahu ana, maybe in an apaki menses, or Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha will read it afterwards because of shortage of space. So, and she says, well, buyut, yomayzin, laysa fiya masabih. At that time, there were no real lights and so forth in the houses. So she was lying in front of Mustafa Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, siddiqatu bintu siddiq. And Mustafa Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, reading salat facing her. So remember that it's totally permissible, especially when there's a big and shortage of space. So if you are reading salat, and your husband is lying on the bed, your wife is lying on the bed, your child is sleeping, and you're facing, totally permissible. There's no problem with that. Remember, we worship all Allah alone, and we are not worshipping any creation, and bowing down, and to make sajda, and all the prostrating is only solely for all Allah. So where there is shortage of space and place, and you do that, it's fine, it's permissible. Somebody wants to know here from Malaysia on the 10th of Dhul Hijjah, when does the time for pelting ends? Remember that the 10th of Dhul Hijjah is the first day of pelting. You only pelt the big shaitan. Maulana, do you know what they call the big shaitan in Farsi, in Persian? No. They call him Jamara Buzruk. <laughs> Jamara Buzruk. When our people use the word Buzruk, they say and associate it with a very pious person. Many years ago, I took my sister and so forth, you know, for Hajj. She came with her husband and I was with my wife, but for pelting, I took them with me. I said, come, let me show you. So that time, now the boards are gone. That time they had the language, different languages in mm-hmm. English, Urdu, Farsi, Indonesian, and so forth. So in Farsi, Persian, they had the written Jamara Buzruk. So I showed my sister, I say, sister, see the shaitan, they call him Buzruk. So she looked, she couldn't believe it, you know. So I had a good chuckle and a smile because they're simple, they don't understand. Buzruk means big. It doesn't always mean pious. So we use it in a different context of piety. 
So that's the meaning of it. So you're only going to pelt Jamara Buzruk, the mm. big shaitan. So the sunnah time to pelt it is after sunrise, right till istiwa, usham still the time the sun is at the zenith. And thereafter in the afternoon to pelt the big shaitan, the symbolic Satan, after Zohar, after Zawal and so forth, till sunset is permissible. And after that, at night is makru, right till Fajr time the next day. So it means basically you've got 24 hours. First part in the morning, sunnah, afternoon, mubah, permissible. After maghrib, remember, on the first day, makru, but it is valid. And it is undesirable, but valid. And if the crowd is too big, then it is permissible also. 12 minutes after 5 South African time, 12 minutes after 7, that's uh, Mauritius time. We go back to Marvin, Ustad. Uh, Marvin is telling me, uh, please uh, tell uh, our teacher Muftisab that uh, his uh, profession is, he is a attorney. And his wife Natasha, she is an English teacher. This is Marvin saying, please tell Muftisab that uh, his profession is that he is an attorney. He wants to know, Ustad, that... Uh, what is the difference between God and Allah? He wants to know, is it the same? Why do you people say Allah and we say God? Is there any difference in it? we start? Marvin, before I respond to your query once again, we thank you and your wife for all the queries you post to us. Highly appreciated in the mm. early part mm. of the morning you're listening to us and we are honored. Marvin, I have to tell you this, right? I hope you're not going to sue me because <laughs> you are a attorney. So what happens is there was one youngster, he graduated, you see, from law school. Uh-huh. So the father was elated, excited. And what happened was that he called people. And after the people were gone, he said, son, you're a hopeless lawyer and barrister and attorney and whatever you. So the son said, but dad, how can you say that? They say, I'm observing you the whole night, and I see that your hands are in your own pocket. If you're a sharp and smart lawyer, then your hands will be in the other people's pocket and not in your own pocket. <laughs> that was just on the lighter note, Brother Marvin, for attorneys, you know. You say, please forgive me, we have to make some stories like that. Okay, our sister Natasha, you are an English teacher, so any mistakes we make, please forgive us. So we try our level best. Okay, Marvin, excellent question. Marvin wants to embrace Islam, for example. So when I explain to Marvin or any person who wants to embrace Islam, so I will tell him the golden formula is La ilaha, there is no God, small g, illallah, except God, capital G. Mm. So in that context, you must remember the meaning is the same. But why we say Allah, there's only one Allah for the entire universe and creation. He was, he is, he always will be. You have different translations in English, you will say God. Or in Afrikaans, you will say Yara. Or in Zulu, you will say Kulunkulu. And you will say in Urdu, Khuda, and so forth. So various, various languages, so data translations. So, but because our holy book and our constitution is in the Arabic language, so we use the word Allah. So when we explain to a person who is on the verge of embracing Islam, we say, read the Arabic terminology, La ilaha illallah, there is no God, there is none worthy of worship, illallah, except God, capital G. 
محمد الرسول اللہ and مصطفیٰ نبی محمد صلی اللہ وسلم the master مصطفیٰ صلی اللہ وسلم the messenger of Islam the final messenger and prophet of all Allah, for humanity and posterity he is the servant and slave of Allah and he was he is he will always be the most beloved and the most precious and the final messenger with the final constitution for humanity and posterity mm, subhanallah I see brother Marvin say please tell teacher uh, Mufti that uh, he won't sue you Ustad he says his duty is to right. defend is to defend the innocent he says his duty is to defend the innocent <laughs> That's a good one, Marvin. Another line when people ask me that they want to make their son and send him to law school. So mm. I said, fine, become a lawyer, don't become a liar. Mm. So then everything is good. Brother Marvin, we're on the same page. Mm. Subhanallah. Who said if one's washing gets wet in the rain, does one have to rewash the clothes or will they still be parked, Ustad? Mashallah, if it was such a downpour that everything got wet, you got wet, your clothing got wet, everything, then you don't have to wash it because now the washing is done for you already. And if it is just food, you know, a drizzle, and there's just few drops fell, and your clothes are impure and unclean, then obviously you will have to wash it because that was not sufficient. Ustad, we go to Blackburn, the Mufti Sab, I have been told by a number of people that it is bad luck for a pregnant woman to visit a house where a woman had given birth. The pregnant woman should wait at least 40 days before going to visit the new mother or baby, Ustad. Remember many things we brought, you know, because we are Indians, so we brought from India, and we brought cultures and so forth and tradition, and we started passing it off as Islam. Now this is one of them. First of all, in Islam, to say bad luck, we don't believe in that. It is an article of faith. We believe in destiny. Good, bad, happy, sad, everything comes from all. So that's the first thing. Second thing you are expecting, and now you want to go and visit your neighbor or friend who just gave birth. So all that is permissible to say that you will have a miscarriage or your child will be born with abnormalities and problems. All these are fairy tales and there's no place in Islam. So we must not mix and adulterate culture, tradition with Islam. Islam is pure and there's no superstition and bad luck in Islam. Everything of Islam is good, very good, excellent. Allah blesses you with a wonderful, handsome son, beautiful daughter. We say Alhamdulillah. After three days, five days, one week, one month, the child passes away. We say, Alhamdulillah, ya la kulli hal. We say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayrajoon. Ya Allah, yet we will praise you in all cases and circumstances. And we will say, verily, we belong to Allah. And unto Allah is the return. So that is what a Muslim does. We don't believe in superstition and bad luck. Ustad, final question. Uh, there's uh, two questions quickly I'm going to pose to Ustad. One is it from uh, Maputo, Mozambique. Uh, Ustad, is it necessary to learn Urdu? As we have heard, the Urdu is the language of the Akabirin. Therefore, we have to learn it. And the second question is, there's a listener from uh, Mauritius. Where is Muftisab in Mauritius? Which place? We would love to meet you and visit you. Ustad. Okay, the brother from Mozambique, remember that any language you learn, it is an asset in our life. 
Every messenger came to his people and spoke to them in the local dialect. Mustafa spoke Arabic, so Arabic is the lingua franca, the most important language for us as Muslims. Yes, it is true that in Urdu there is great amount of literature of great, great ulama, but no one can say it is compulsory or sunnah or something to learn Urdu. We will say how to learn English is same, how you learn Urdu as well. And my brother, sister, wherever you are in Mauritius, I'm sure you know Bo Basson and Dr. Abdullah Hussein and your people's former mayor of Port Louis and Sister Amina. So we are here at Dr. Abdullah Hussein's place and we are the guests here. And Dr. Abdullah, Sister Amina, our family. So mashallah, all mashallah, reward them. Brother Abdul Alim, Sister Salma. So we are here and you can contact them and inshallah and tonight I will be here in the masjid in the Dawah the Islami Masjid where Mufti Huzaifa is the Imam and tonight after Isha the program is there. Okay brothers sisters in Mauritius, South Africa, other parts of the world, tonight remember you have an appointment and that is scan the sky and once the new moon decided, Hilal Khairin wa Rushdin and it will be the first of Rajab if the crescent and moon is sighted. So after the moon is sighted and it is Layla to Jumu'ah, then you can go for honeymoon, inshallah. I'm in uh, Mauritius, Molana. A lot of people come for honeymoon here. I think you have to bring up here. Jazakallah <laughs> khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.